Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. I have three really small children. I was filming very cavalier which was a reality show on E. I was working on a cookbook. I was hosting a lot for E. My marriage. Your business. Yeah. And my marriage was falling apart. That was the most stressful time in my life. And how did you navigate that? I just. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome back, everyone, to School of Greatness. Very excited about our guest, Kristen Cavallari, in the Hello. house. I'm so excited that you're here. You've had an interesting life and career. You know, a lot of people <laughs> watched you as kind of like this villain on TV when you were a teenager, <laughs> yeah. whether that was actual, real, or if that was half-produced, or who knows. And then people have really come to love you in a different way and see you as a mom and as a you know an adult yeah. grow in your life and also become this powerhouse you know female entrepreneur. But recently, you've gone through different transitions and changes. And I'm curious, what's been the biggest transition internally that you've had to face? I have gotten to a place where now where I'm at in my life, I just want to be present. You know, I, I'm here to experience everything life has to offer. And I feel like before in my life, if I was hurt or sad or whatever, I wanted to ignore it, push it aside. Where now I feel like if you can lean into that, there's actually a lot of growth that can happen. Mm -hmm. I think everything we go through, there's a learning lesson to be had. And so I'm just trying to sit in everything rather than get from point A to point B my whole life. I've always wanted to be older. So when I was 12, I wanted to be 16. When I was 16, I wanted to be 18 and so on and so forth. And now I'm 35. I have three kids that are growing up right before my eyes and I want everything to slow down. And what I've also realized going through a divorce and everything that I've gone through is that at the end of the day, everything works out. So mm. even in our most challenging times, when we think the world's falling apart, we're always going to be this sad, everything is going to always be horrible. We get through it and we make it out on the other side. And then we look back and we realize why everything happened. As we get older, life starts to make sense. To me, life has been building blocks and everything we go through is to get us ready for whatever we're going to experience later on in life. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, life is really exciting to me now, yeah. and I'm just, I'm ready for everything that's coming my way. And what would you say was the biggest challenge mm -hmm. since the world got to know about you? Were you, what, 16, 17? On the, 17, yeah. On, on a big show, MTV is yeah. what it was originally, yeah. right? So you're on a big show when you're in high school, which no one even knows who they are in high school, right? You're just trying to figure out how to manage like your little friend circle, yeah. let alone manage the world's opinions of you, yeah. right? Being on the show. What would you say was the biggest challenge since 16 to now that you've had to face? Was it being on TV at a young age? Was it having your own reality show later? Was it being in the public eye and being married? Was it launching a business that had challenges and ups and downs? What, what's been the biggest challenge you faced? The, the thing that's probably been the toughest for me overall has been people 
judging my life based on what they think is accurate when it's really not. I mean, I don't care who you are. There's no way the press, the media, Instagram, anything can capture who you are. Mm -hmm. There's just no way. We have so many sides to our personality. And especially nowadays with media and press, everything is about clickbait. And it's shocking to me how they can take one little thing and turn it into this whole story. And even though I've been doing this for 18 years or whatever, it still gets you sometimes. It still gets to me because I have an issue with people judging me on things that aren't true or Mm. they're, or speaking as though they know what they're talking about when they have no idea what they're talking about. And I think probably for me, I've never been someone to shy away from a challenge. I actually love a challenge or, you know, someone telling me, no, it makes me want to push harder. So like all of those things, launching my own business, that's all been easy in a sense, because I I love all of that. Mm -hmm. But it's when I have no control over something like the press or people's opinions that that will then irk me. So I think I think a lot of people want to have a bigger following. They want to be more influential. They want to have an audience. A lot of people who are on social media are looking to grow it. No one's saying, I wish I had less followers. (laughs) Unless they're private, maybe. Right, right. (laughs) But let's say a lot of people have this desire to grow, to have a bigger audience, or they have a business, they know they need to build an audience around that. Mm -hmm. And with a growing audience comes criticism. Yeah. And you had criticism at a young age. And I think people don't understand how challenging it can be to manage the unfair opinions of other people mm-hmm. or the made-up stories about your character that aren't true and managing that. Yeah. So how do you manage the criticism that maybe it is justified or it's not? Right. How do you just manage all of it <clears throat> so that it doesn't hold you back from believing in yourself, from your confidence on a day-to-day with, your, with yourself, with your kids, with your life, with your business? How do you continue to believe in yourself with others critiquing you? Because I started dealing with it at 17, (laughs) 18, I think really quickly what I realized was no matter what you do, you can't please everybody. And that was a great lesson for me because if I can't win in that regard, then I'm going to live my life for me and I'm going to do what makes me happy because no matter what, I'm going to piss somebody off. Mm -hmm. So that was a good lesson to learn at an early age. When did you actually start living that way though? Because I mean, I... Probably in my early 20s, I would say, mm-hmm. because because I was getting judged quite a bit. My life at that point in time, I was on the cover of all of the tabloids. I had paparazzi on me every day. That was a very different me than sits in front of you today. That's like a whole other lifetime ago for me. And um, and then I, I remember, you know, that was before social media. And I, But I would go on the chat rooms and I would read what people were oh, saying man. in the chat rooms. And that, that crushed me those first few times when I was still living at home in high school, reading what people were saying about me. Um, and so now, fast forward to now, I don't, I typically don't read my comments on social media. I try not to, to read the comments at all. And that ha- I've found a lot of peace in because again, Another thing I've learned is people's opinions of me actually don't really have anything to do with me. And that's just anybody in general. If you, you know, for example, I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin. I'd say I have a good sense of who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident. You know, what you're doing with your life, it doesn't affect me. So I don't care what you're doing. Right. I'm not sitting here trying to tear people down because I'm happy in my life. So what I've realized is that people who are constantly trying to tear people down or judging them, that speaks highly of them and not so much about me. Yes. And I will say the one good thing about social media and being in the press, now that I have kids, I'm able to have that conversation with my kids. I'm looking at this stuff as an opportunity to have- A teaching moment. Yeah, exactly. Where if I wasn't 
you know, in the press, I would never be having these conversations with my kids until they were probably older on social media, dealing with some of that stuff. Where now I'm like laying little nuggets in their head. You know, I'm just like getting the foundation, having real conversations with them about people in general. You know, the only time people tear you down is when they're insecure and dealing with their own issues. Those kinds of conversations. So I'm trying to just look at the positive in all of it. And I, I do think that is a very good thing. And if you could go back 20 years ago, right before you were, not to date not to say your age, you but if you could- trying to age me. I'm 35. Well, you were always trying to get older. You know, yeah, but so now that, I'm finally trying to slow down. But if you could go back 20 years ago, right before you were gonna be, you know, on one of the biggest shows at the time. Yeah. And you could give yourself three pieces of advice on how to manage your emotions, how to manage friends, family, how to manage fame, or any tools that you wish you could learn before that, what three things would you say to yourself to learn or manage? I love that question. To talk about it more? Talk about what? What I was feeling and thinking. Talk about your feelings. Yeah, talk about your feelings. I was not good at that until, honestly, probably the last few years. Really? Yeah, and I was always terrified of being vulnerable. Why? Um, because to me, I thought it was weakness, and now I realize it's strength, mm-hmm. but it, t- it scared the shit out of me, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. And so so that's number one. Number two is just to to take it all in and, and just live in the moment a little bit more. Kind of goes again with what I was saying earlier, but everything just now that I'm a little bit older, <laughs> you don't realize that you're living the best years of your life when you're in them, or some of the best years of your life. And just to enjoy it a little bit more, just yeah. to take it all in. And then the third is, well, so I'm actually doing a Laguna Beach rewatch podcast right now, and I've <laughs> gone back and watched it. And some of the stuff that came out of my mouth is just like, <laughs> so I probably would say, you know, reel it in a little bit more. It's interesting because on the show, everyone looked at me as the confident girl and people couldn't believe I was so confident for my age. When I watch it back now, I don't see someone who's confident at all. Really? I actually see someone who's extremely insecure. So it's kind of funny that that's what people saw because I was the one always trying to tear other people down or talking shit or whatever it was. And that's an insecurity. That's not being confident. That's the people critiquing you now. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I think it, I just would have probably given myself a little bit more self-love back then. Wow. Yeah. That was a mess. When did you learn how to love yourself fully? I didn't learn how to love myself fully until probably the last like three years or so. What was the the moment that allowed you to start that process? When you have kids, or at least when I had kids, realizing that everything I do is gonna make an impact on them and I wanted them to see, I wanted them to see that I'm making good decisions for myself and also for them. And putting myself first became a priority for them. I mean, my kids have inspired me to be the best version of myself. Really? Yeah, and... And you don't feel guilty putting yourself first and then being there for your kids? I don't, because I can only be as good to my kids as I am to myself. If if I'm empty, I have nothing to give them. Mm -hmm. So being able to be energized and love myself so that I can really love on my kids and support them and encourage them, that's the most important thing. And so that was where it came from. And being in a relationship where I was really unhappy that wasn't going to work for me and I had I knew in my gut for a long time but I just had to I had to do it and that was the scariest thing that I've ever done is is get a divorce Um, Mm. but it's been the best thing that I've ever done and that has really jump-started my 
my journey on self-love and figuring out who I am now. What have been the things you've done since then? What practices? Is that therapy? Is that sound healing? Is that just being in nature? Is that spending time with friends? What are those practices that have supported you in your self-love growth? It's interesting because I've been in therapy pretty much my whole life. (laughs) But this is the one time I didn't go to therapy. I didn't go to therapy during my divorce. But what I did was I wrote a lot. And writing for me is a way for me to get my emotions in check, really figure out what I'm going through and just to have a, a level just will just be a clearer. Uh-huh. Um, also, my friends, I have a couple incredible friends who have really been with me every step of the way. Couldn't have done it without them. Honestly, mm. friends, I think, are sometimes the best therapists yeah, yeah. on the planet. And yeah, having time to myself and being in nature. I moved into a new house. I'm on 28 acres. Wow. I'm outside all the time and just breathing, meditating, all of these things, just taking care of myself physically, emotionally, mentally, and taking time too, to just, you know, I, I think for me, it's really important to anytime. And I've always been like this. Anytime you leave a relationship to reflect on it, to learn from it. And then when you can close that chapter, then you can date and move on. Mm-hmm. I've never understood how people go from one to the next. I'm like, how is there any growth there? Mm-hmm. So that's been really important to me. And there was obviously, a, you know, it was a divorce. It wasn't just a breakup. We have three kids together. I really wanted to make sure that I was taking the time, mm-hmm. really feeling everything that I needed to feel before yeah. I was able to really move on. Yeah, and you were afraid to feel things before in your past, right? Yeah. You never really faced it because you <clears throat> thought it was a weakness, you said. Yeah. What has feeling the full range of emotions done for you now? It's gotten me to a really peaceful place, I would uh-huh. say. I... I f- and I'm, I'm not just saying this, but I've, I feel the best I've ever felt in my whole life and the happiest I've ever been. And that feels really good. And um, I'm no longer afraid of getting hurt or I've, I've sort of gotten to a place where if things don't work out, oh, I'm OK with that because I know something better is coming down the line. Mm. I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a very um, everything happens for a reason kind of thing. I'm more just kind of go with the flow now where before I was always trying to control everything. Really? Yeah. And so now I'm just kind of taking a step back. Where did the sense of control come from? Was there an insecurity or a fear, fear or right? a doubt or what was the? I don't and I don't know exactly where it came from, but I think control in a general sense, is a fear. A fear of what for me personally? Um, I don't really know. Maybe, well, I've always been afraid of giving, getting my heart broken. Why? <sighs> Probably because of my relationship with my dad. <laughs> mm. And so I would want to break your heart before you were able to break my heart. Really? Yeah. And yeah, so... One of those girls. I'm, I, was, oh, I was that girl. Oh. I was that girl. <laughs> so just when things were getting good... Let's push the guy away and see you later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I'm, I've worked through that. And I actually am excited to see who I can be in a new relationship mm-hmm. because I feel like I've done so much work the last few years that, and I'm in no rush to be in a new relationship. But when I am, it will excite me to see how different I can be. Wow. Yeah. I look forward to that. <laughs> Do you feel like you were able to heal a lot of things from your past, whether it be previous you know, relationships growing up or with your with your father, the relationship internally or with that or, or yeah. is that so still a process? I've done a lot of work on being in relationship with a narcissist and that has been <sighs> heavy. <laughs> That's been heavy, but really important. And yeah. I'm really happy that I've 
worked through it. And to be honest, I don't know when you're dealing with stuff like that, if it's with a parent or whoever, like in my day to day, I'm fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can, I can be like, yes, I'm totally fine. I've worked through it, but it's always still there. You know, it's like one of those things where as much work as you can do on something like that, I don't know that you're ever like fully mm. healed from it. It's a journey. It's a journey and acceptance is huge. And I have accepted everything in my life, every situation in my life. But the dad daughter relationship is an interesting one for sure. And it's one that I've never. You haven't fully healed yet. I mean, I, I feel like I have, but right. then it, but it is still kind of just always one be in the back of my There's head. There's so much of your childhood memories that it's, it's hard to process all of it and be like, Oh, everything's perfect. Yeah. Right? It's, you know, even if we have good moments with our parents and some bad moments, it's it's hard to like heal all those challenging moments in that process. So it's, and I it's think for me, like the most important thing for me is accountability. Because mm. I mean, my mom, for example, but I, if someone else isn't accountable, but that's, that's I'm like, hard. All I need is an apology. It's literally that's, all I need. But that's really hard. But for you people. may never. We may never get that well, exactly. in certain relationships in life. Exactly. But that's why, like, because my mom, my mom is my best friend now. But growing up, we had a lot of issues. But she's taken responsibility and she's owned up to her stuff, that's and nice. that's allowed us to then have an incredible relationship now. I mean, she truly is my best friend. But sometimes that's all people need is a, a sorry, but it's that's one of the hardest things, I think, for people. Yeah. You weren't able to do that with your, your dad fully yet, or is it still in the process? We're in the process. You're in the process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm curious about the, the challenge that I think a lot of moms face. Yeah. With always giving to their kids first before they give to themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's what you did or you maybe are half and half, but why do you feel like mothers feel like they should neglect self for their kid over everything? And what does that do for moms from, from your personal standpoint and maybe mm-hmm. the mom friends that you have who don't take care of themselves first or at least make themselves a priority in the process? Yeah. Well, I think just logistically, when you have little kids, it's hard to make yourself a priority because there's no time um, or there's no resources or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, most of it does fall on the moms. Um, just because when the kids are little, the kids primarily want the moms too, you know, and moms are very good at balancing a million things and, mm-hmm. and doing, you know, a, a thousand things at once. Um, and so you'll get burnt out if you continue down that path. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is light at the end of the tunnel in the sense that like my daughter, who's my baby, she was in kindergarten this past year. And I remember dropping her off and being like, oh my God, now what? Like I made it, you know, like all my kids are in school now, like you full (laughs) days again, you know? So it's, it's a moment in time, but it is challenging. And I wasn't able to now have that balance until I got a divorce. I'm not recommending getting a divorce, but that's offered me this perfect balance, I will say. And before that, there was um, a couple year period where I had three really small children. I was filming Very Cavalry, which was a reality show on E. I was working on a cookbook. I was hosting a lot for E. My marriage. Run your business. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. On Common James, I had my business. And my marriage was falling apart. And that was really, really challenging. That was the most stressful time in my life. And. How did you navigate that? I just. I don't know. I mean, it was. I essentially had. It was my reality show came first and my company and my kids, you know, and everything else was like a second thought, Um, which that's not why my marriage fell apart, because I think that would be really easier for people to say that. I think what I was doing was I was throwing myself in all of these things to avoid my marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So you were (laughs) saying yes to things that maybe you wouldn't have. 
I was maxing out to, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What happens when we avoid challenges? I mean, it just gets worse, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it, but in those moments, you know, if, if you're a working mom and it's very hard to find that time for yourself. I mean, it just is. I 100% agree. And so I wish I had some great advice, but I, I really, I don't. Right. I don't know what, what to do. Even if it's get a friend, you know, to come and watch your kids so you can even lock yourself in your bathroom and take a bath. Or... Yeah, I, th I mean, I think, what it, I mean, listen, I don't have any experience in this. So this is an outside <laughs> perspective without having kids uh, speaking on this topic. But I feel like just in general, I see a lot of women trying to do it all on their own as opposed to, like you said, have your friends come over or or do it with other moms, yeah. activities, family, as much as possible. But for some reason, it seems like maybe it's just in our culture that in general, I see the moms wanting to feel like they're doing it independently, like yeah. they're doing it alone. Yeah. And I just feel like that seems like a lot of pressure. Like just I bring agree. some friends over sometimes and, you know. I think a lot of people don't want to ask for help though either. I'm not good at that. Really? You're personally not good at that? I haven't been and that's something I'm trying to get better at too is being, it's okay to ask for help and leaning on people. What's up with this theme of this vulnerability and weakness? Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> when I was little, I had to do everything myself really? and I learned very quickly that if I wanted something I just had to make it happen myself why is that your parents weren't supporting or you didn't have my parents weren't really around to be honest so I my parents got a divorce when I was in third grade and um 
no. I mean, it was essentially my brother and I. My, my dad moved to California. My mom was working. We were alone quite a bit. And then I moved to Chicago with my mom once she got remarried. And listen, I love my mom, but she was in a new marriage. She was very wrapped up in that. I was very much alone. Started getting into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Moved to Laguna Beach, California. My dad and I did not have a great relationship. And um, I never honestly wanted to be home. And so, again, kept getting in trouble. And so I was just kind of on my own. And But, you know, the good thing is mm. I, in high school, when I was 15, I went out and got a job because I wanted to, not because I needed to. And I remember my dad being like, you know, you don't have to get a job. But for me, that meant freedom mm. and independence. I never wanted to rely on anyone for money or for anything. And I'm thankful for that now. Wow. You know, and that's what I mean. It's like these things that we go through when we're younger or whatever, it's, it's setting us up for what we need in life. And now that I'm older... I can take a step back and I can work on all of the things, you know, I was so focused growing up and like, this is what I want to do. And, you know, I'm so tough and I'm not going to rely on anybody, mm. not realizing that was a trauma in a lot of ways, yeah. um, where now I can work through it, you know, so it's all yeah. good. But, but yeah, it's just interesting how life plays out. And I do feel like everything we go through is, is building blocks. Absolutely. And I think it's only hurting yourself at the end of the day when you're not reaching out for support. And you're trying to do it all your own. Yeah, super mom. It's got to feel like a super weight though, right? It's heavy for sure. Yeah, yeah. And now you feel a lot lighter. Yeah. And also running a business <laughs> with, how many employees do you have? Well, now? with our retail stores, we have over 100. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's been inspiring. Incredible. Thanks. We just had our five-year anniversary. It's pretty, thanks. All right, Thank all right. You. Five years. Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. I'm so thankful for it too. And honestly, I think... Uncommon James is really what gave me the confidence to to leave. My kids and, and my company mm. um, gave me the confidence to yeah. get a divorce, yeah. So five years in the making, you didn't have any invest, outside investors, is that right, what no, I saw? No, I'm 100% owner. 100% yeah. owner, and I think I read online, and we can edit this out if this is not true, but <laughs> it's, it's doing about $30 million a year mm-hmm. in revenue now, which is pretty inspiring to do, to come from, I mean, you never had a jewelry business before, did you? No. No. So, well, I did have a, a line with a girlfriend, but no, I mean, okay. it was a joke, essentially. So what, what was the vision when you created it? And what would you say were the talents that you had <clears throat> to go into launching something from scratch without money coming in and believe in yourself to make this thing bigger than just an idea? So I had a shoe line with Chinese Laundry for about five years, which I loved. That was such an enjoyable experience for me. But at the end of the day... I was still answering to a team of people. It wasn't your, you weren't owners. It wasn't mine. I learned a lot though. And sometimes I think it's almost more valuable to learn what not to do than it is what to do. What did you learn not to do? Well, okay. Another, (laughs) (laughs) I had another jewelry line with a girlfriend. And what I learned through that was A, never work with a friend. (laughs) But B, we came at it from very different perspectives. Mm -hmm. I wanted to grow the company and I wasn't looking to make a quick buck where she needed money right then. And so we just... It just didn't work. The vision was not aligned. The vision wasn't aligned. The values were off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what I learned with my shoe line was that I really know my customer. I really know my girl, which was that that gave me confidence. I love accessories, you know, and so I had a shoe line, couldn't do shoes. So I felt like jewelry was the next natural step. Mm. And because I had so much fire in me to prove to everybody, Mm. I know what I'm doing. Watch me take this thing. I was ready to go. So I found someone to manufacture the jewelry 
and someone to create my website. And from there, it was like, boom, let's go. I had no business plan. I The thing with me is I'm very... Let's, let's launch and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've always been like that. I run off of my gut instincts. I don't overthink things. I am super decisive and I just go. And so um, I launched, I think from the time I decided to do it to when I launched, it was like four months. And wow. So yeah. you designed, you manufactured, you, like, let's, you, you let's sold go. and shipped within four months. Yeah. Holy cow. And were you designing everything from the beginning yourself? Yeah. Did you have other support designing? No, it's just me. Yeah. And how many items did you have when you started? I think I had like eight or nine. Eight so or not nine. many. So like one know? small collection. Would that yeah. be a collection? Yeah, no, exactly. Like, yeah, one small collection. Okay. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm going to launch this to my social media following. Yeah. I'm going to do all the press that I know I can yeah. get on and exactly. just see what we can do with this. Yeah, thing. exactly. And what happened in the first couple months of launching? We crushed it. I mean, wow. it was, yeah, it was, and it was such a great feeling because right out of the gate, I was like, okay, I'm on to something. And I do know what I'm talking about. And so because it was so successful immediately, that gave me the confidence too. And to keep pushing and keep pushing. And it was, it was crazy because I mean, I launched it in a room in my house. It was a hobby at the time, you know, and I knew I never thought I'd go back to reality TV, but I said, I wanted to for Uncommon James. To, that was to the promote only the journey, reason to why. show the whole journey. Yeah. You could document yeah, everything. I was like, well, you it's can't buy and, that kind of exposure. built-in media. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so did you pitch to what was that? So it was e? on E. E. Did and you I, pitch to them and say, hey. So I met with a production company and we then went and pitched it to E. And actually at the time, I wasn't supposed to be on it as much. It was going to be more about my employees and the oh, the, right. the store and all of that. And then E eventually, you know, um, they said they would you. only do it if I was on it more. Kind of like what. Uh, Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Where it was yes, more, that's that was a smart my inspiration. Idea. Yeah. But they wanted more of you. They wanted more of me. And each season became more and more of, of me and my personal life. But, you know, and it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm, I, from the get-go, said I wanted to do three seasons. I did three seasons. It got me the exposure I needed. It literally catapulted Uncommon James to the next level overnight. Really? Yeah. You think, you, where would the company be without that show, do you think? I'm sure it would still be successful, but I don't think it would be what it is today. Maybe like a 5 to $10 million Probab- a year brand yeah, or probably, something. Yeah, probably. Probably. So the, that show yes. had that much power. Yes. Even though it was probably only talked about, what, 5% of the time? Maybe like... It was on it a decent amount, though. I do feel like the company was a bit of a character on the show. Yeah. So it was a part of almost every episode for a, yeah. a scene or mm-hmm. something. Because it was right? like the work drama or whatever was going uh, on. You know, the shipping issues and whatnot. And we... Because, you know, we really did show the... Um, the hardships of a startup company and yes. some of the things we went through, which at the time I had a lot of other entrepreneurs reach out and say that they loved that I showed that stuff because it's what everyone goes through. Yeah, it's so real. I didn't, yeah, it was real. I didn't try to sugarcoat anything in that area. But, you know, a reality show is hard because, especially very cavalier, because we don't, I didn't show my kids. So that's a huge piece of my life that was, wasn't on the show. And my life, believe it or not, is actually pretty boring. It, it really, really is. <laughs> so you have to make it interesting. Yeah, somehow. and so it's like coming up with storylines. Even you know, it was it, it was exhausting, and that's what I don't like about reality TV. I know. But I did it for the you company. Can't just, you can't just wake up and live your normal yeah, day. Yeah, there would be nothing, nothing. to watch. Just sitting you watching like on your Instagram Literally or like watching TV or hanging with your kids. Watch. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's the most boring show ever. So yeah, you have to create you know Scenes. create situation. Yeah, situations. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Now I'm curious. We don't even go into the relationship, but how much pressure does a reality show cause you as an individual, whether you're in a relationship or not? Yeah, they definitely offer a level of stress Mm. in the sense that, again, it's people judging you. You know, they think that they're in the middle of your life with you and that everything they're seeing is accurate. It's not. 
There's no way to have a show be 100% accurate unless you have cameras with you 24-7. But even then, things are getting edited. And it's not Your edited, whole day yeah. is getting edited down to two minutes. I mean, that's impossible. So that's challenging. Um, and also just the schedule, quite honestly. You're filming nonstop. It's a you have lot. To be on constantly, right? Yeah, and when my kids... I have my kids and they're not on camera. You know, we can only film while my kids are at school. But I was I was good about that. I was like, I'm never filming on the weekends. And that was the good thing with Very Capillary. I had a little bit more say in it and I was an executive producer. Right. So it ended up being a really enjoyable experience in that regard. That's cool. But um, I said, I'm home every day by five for dinner with my kids. I'm never filming on the weekends. And if you need me to go do a night scene, it's after my kids go to bed. Like I was mm. I was very strict about that stuff. So you had some structure, you didn't feel too like burned out from it. If I was just doing the show and had my kids, I wouldn't have. But it was the company and the cookbook and my marriage line. You know, all the other hosting and all these other things on top of it. It's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a schedule. Yeah. I mean, you know, fun stuff, though, too. But, yeah, it was a lot. Would you ever do a reality show again? No. You said that before. I did say that before, (laughs) but I mean it this time. Why is that? No. Because... Again, believe it or not, even though I've been on three reality shows, I've always been semi-private, even on Laguna Beach, and now that I'm watching it again for this podcast, anytime like my ex-boyfriend and I were in a fight or whatever, I would say, let's talk about it later, let's talk about it later, because I didn't want to talk about it on camera. Mm. And that's, again, because I didn't want to be vulnerable, right? So, um, but I like keeping my personal life private, and especially with where I'm at, Hey, my life's not that interesting. I'm never going to do a dating show. I can guarantee that. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I just, whoever I end up with, I would never want to expose our relationship like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably host shows. You just wouldn't be in a reality show. Absolutely. I would host a reality show, but yeah, no, it won't be. It wouldn't be about you and behind the scenes in your home and in your bedroom. No, no. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. Mm -mm. What were the greatest lessons you've learned about being in reality TV? Like on just all of it, managing it all. I think just really being true to who you are and not bending for producers or for this or that, which I did more on Laguna Beach and the, well, the Hills I did, but I was essentially playing a character, which made it fun. Mm -hmm. I looked at it as a job and that was a very different experience, but very cavalier. I stood up for myself a little bit more and I was like, I would never say that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, like, because the producer might say, (laughs) Hey, we want you to start with this conversation by saying They'll try to get you to do anything and everything. Um, and when you realize you can say no, you know, that's (laughs) that's a good place to be in. (laughs) So I think, but, but that's sort of been my, my thing, my whole career is I've always been in me and I think that's what people can see is I'm authentic I'm not trying to put on a show I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not I probably say too much I don't really have a filter but that's me and so you know I think now people come into this business with an agenda and they're trying to be some someone they're not yeah so. I was asking you I got sidetracked but I was asking you about how you launched your company and you said in the first few months you killed it and you had a lot of confidence going into it what were the biggest challenges you had to face after launch? Because you had a big surge of confidence, you had a bunch of sales. Yeah. Uh, what did you have to face the next year? Well, the, the biggest hurdles were when the show came on air and we sold out of everything immediately. And the whole oh, first man. season of Very Cavalry, we had no product. No inventory? Nothing. What? Nothing. <laughs> wow. That was That's a, a problem. That was a huge problem. So were we just collecting pre-orders? Like you were just yeah. getting the sale and saying, we'll ship it in six months or what? Yeah, I think it took four to five months to oh, get everything. Man. And we had one of those alerts so people could sign up to be notified. On the wait, on the which, by the way, um, like 
2% of those people actually place an order. So we're like, oh my God, yeah, we're ordering like thousands and thousands of units of stuff. And then when everything came in, it was like a tiny percentage of those people actually really? So, so we're these- sitting on all this inventory. Like figuring out our inventory for a while was a massive challenge. Honestly, probably until about a year ago. And so that was, that was huge. Um, also hiring, we had all the wrong people working for us for the first few years. We just needed bodies at one point. Well, no one teaches you how to hire. And I realized I'm and horrible how to manage. I'm horrible and at hiring. How to, and I still am. And so <laughs> I process, have nothing yeah. to do with that anymore. Thank yeah. God. Although I've hired, no, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I've hired incredible people. Um, my COO, my CFO, I have really great adults in the building and now, now you let them like, hire for you exactly yeah, yeah. now they do all the, the heavy yeah. lifting but yeah so uh, you know just the insane growth that we saw overnight was very challenging to keep up with um i'd say that was probably probably the hardest thing and then i've had to fire a lot of people in my day which i I, hard? I get anxiety about it i feel like i'm gonna throw up i i hate it and so yeah, I had to do that way more than I wanted to. I had to figure out this business world when I don't know anything about it. You know, I just had to fake it till I made because it. Because you were essentially a talent, putting your name on products or lines before, essentially. And I mean, I was involved, but yes, it but was you weren't starting from someone scratch. else's company. Yeah, you know, and I had a team of people to fall back on. Where this was me, this was all me, and so it was exciting, but it's also it's heavy. And still, I will always feel that because I'm now responsible for a large group of people mm-hmm. and you know it's my my main source of income and so I want to make sure that it continues to grow so I'll always have that not heaviness but I'll always feel that weight yeah of you know? course mm-hmm. what's the vision now after five years where where do you see it in the future so we're gonna open two more stores next year we have three right now so that'll be do you have one in LA no we had a pop-up at the Grove for a while uh, I think I saw that one time yeah those, I, like, I gotta get some beautiful gr- carousel yeah I gotta get some yeah. from my girlfriend one yeah, day well, yeah well I'll send you some stuff okay. but um I don't know that I ever will in LA if I was gonna do California I would do Southern California mm-hmm. but we have Nashville Chicago and Dallas we're gonna open Charleston and Austin next year wow yeah so very excited about that but you know honestly I want to just continue to grow it we have Jewelry and skincare is our, our, our two main focuses. And then we have some home goods and stuff like that. But the jewelry and the skincare are what are, you know, driving the most sales. And so I want to take what we're really good at and just focus on those. Yes. I don't want to have a million other products. I want to take what we know and do that to the best of our ability. So the main thing, the jewelry and the skincare, the skincare is more recent, Yeah, right? it's only in the last year. How's that doing? It's doing really well. Really? Yeah, it's a clean skincare brand, and a lot of brands can say that they're clean, but yeah, we yeah. actually are. <laughs> and so That's there's great. peace of mind putting these products on your skin. And um, we've only launched with our five core products, and we have a ton more coming out. So I'm excited for that. More inventory challenges to face. Yeah, well, now I have a team of people for that. <laughs> it's not on my plate anymore. <laughs> what inspires you the most about yourself over these last five years in the business side of things? Again, starting something from scratch building it up, going through a lot of challenges of hiring, firing, kind of all the mess, mistakes, the lessons, the growth, the success. What are you most inspired and proud of within yourself? Just the fact that I listened to my gut Mm. and I I trusted myself. You know, I think that's a hard thing to do sometimes is to trust ourselves. And that I, I fought and I pushed for it and I didn't let any discouragement along the way stop me. I think that's really important. And I also am really proud of the fact that at one point in time, I did every job within my company, you know? So I was shipping, I was, you know, doing, I was, I've done everything. And so that I also am proud of. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of 
where we've gotten it to. You know, I mean, I really am. It's the thing I'm most proud of professionally. And yeah, so it's cool. If my daughter wants to take it over one day, I think that would be awesome. You mm, know, I think cool. just being able to show my kids too that you know you can do anything you want, I think is is really cool. That's really inspiring. Thanks. You know, speaking of young women, um, I feel like there's a pressure today for women to be like perfect on specifically social media and Instagram and mm-hmm. everything else. What advice would you have for young women who see you and they're so inspired by your success? They're inspired by the mom you've become, the woman you've become, the entrepreneur, all these different things, polished on TV, all the different things that you do well, on how to really stay true to themselves and not get into, I don't know, a fake persona to try to get likes or try to get engagement or try to search for some type of acceptance or acknowledgement that I feel like just a lot of people are putting out in the world. I know. It's so hard for everybody, but I mean, Mm -hmm. young women especially, you just can't get caught up in the noise and mm. and you know social media is not the real world. I think that's what we all have to keep in perspective. It's not the real world. None of that translates into the real world. I think it's easy to get sucked into all of that. Put your phone down, go outside. Go have actual human interaction. I think that's the most important thing. But um, you can't compare yourself to anybody else. I think that's probably the most important thing. The only person you should be comparing yourself is to yourself. You know, am I better than I was yesterday or a year ago or whatever it is? You know, we're all on a different journey and we also have no idea what other people are going through. And of course, on social media, we're all putting our best foot forward. You know, it's easy to compare our worst to everybody else's best. And then we end up feeling even worse than we did initially. So we just have to keep it all in perspective and you know, pick up the phone, call your friend, pick up the phone, call your mom, go outside, like put your phone down. (laughs) When did you stop comparing yourself to other people? I mean, listen, I would be lying if I said I never did, you know, I still do sometimes, but I think, I think truly like just in the last couple of years, have I really started to get to that place? So give me an example of, is this, you would see someone on social media and you would, you'd see what they're doing and they had some success and thought you need to do more of that. Or would you compare yourself to, is it, I think what, it, what are women in general, I guess? Is it comparing to looks? Is it comparing to success? Is it comparing to like, it's everything. oh, their husband did this with them? Yeah, is it's it, everything. Really? Yeah, and I think I think what it is, is there's this mentality that, oh, if you have it, I can't. But no, there's room for all of us to have all of it. So instead mm-hmm. of being envious or jealous, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. it's being happy for someone because also... I am a big believer in energy and we get what we put out there. And so if you want love, you need to be putting out love, you know? And so instead of being this like bitter, like, oh, you know, F her and whatever, it's, you know what? Good for her. She's killing it. Like it's changing, it's flipping the script in your head. And, And I think how we talk to ourselves is also really important too. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off 
When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm a big believer in energy. Me and my girlfriend talk about energy all the time. Uh, I'm curious, do you have a daily energy practice to support you in having harmony and peace in your heart, in your mind? Is there something you do in the morning or at nights that supports this reminder when maybe you get off track and you go into comparison mode and you have to catch yourself and go back into like, keep killing a girl or whatever, yeah. you know? Do you the, have that? Um, five Minute Journal, which is uh -huh. a gratitude yeah. book. Yep. Um, I, I go through phases, but I do have that. And I try to incorporate that on a daily basis. I also got these little three-minute journals for my kids, too. So nice. we'll do that together at really? night and in the morning sometimes. Yeah, and a lot of times it's, you know, a little over their head. But I just think <laughs> laying the groundwork right now mm -hmm. will hopefully set them up for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So, yeah. You have uh, three kids, right? Yeah, two boys and a girl. If you could only share with them three pieces of advice, you could sit down in front of them. If you could only give them three pieces of advice for what they're gonna face for the next 20, 30 years of their life. And you can only share these three things. <laughs> what would be that advice you'd so give them? So hard. Um, okay. Uh, oh, okay, I said it one of them earlier, but um, no matter what you do, you can't please everybody. So live your life for you. You create your own destiny. And oh, life's about the journey, you know, just, just being present. Mm -hmm. I guess is what I would yeah, say. It's beautiful. Yeah. And call your mom every your day. <laughs> your kids are lucky. <laughs> I'm curious, Kristen, if you could go five years in the future and just hypothetical imagine uh, your five-year-old self walking up to you. Mm. And, and are we in therapy right now? Isn't no, this a this therapy is, exercise? No. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, self talking to your little self. <laughs> yeah, that one is. But I'd like to talk to my future okay, self. Okay, okay, okay. I've had many conversations with my five-year-old self. Yeah. In fact, it's on it's on my screensaver saver is oh. my five-year-old self. Oh wow. To heal the inner child. Wow, you really have been doing oh, the work. That's good. Deep, yeah. But I like to go in the future because okay. when we it's really when we learn to heal the memories of the past, then we can be more present and we can start looking at the future mm -hmm. about what we want to create, what we can imagine as opposed to being stuck in the past pain. Love it. So if your five-year-old self hypothetically walks right up to you and is standing right here, what would be the ideal on how she would look, her energy, her presence, her, her, her qualities? What would she have? And what do you think she needs to say to you right now in order for you to be prepared for what's to come. Okay, well the energy would be warm and loving and engaging and because I'm talking to the five-year-old, getting down on her level. 
No, five years, five years ahead. So your forty-year-old self. Oh, oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm talking to my forty-year-old. You're 40 talking year old? to your forty-year-old. Oh, 40 I'm year old talking self. to my forty-year-old. Yes. Gotcha. Your 40 year old, okay. Your forty-year-old self is coming up to you. Oh, okay, to me right now. Okay, now, okay. Five years away from now, and she has this okay. presence, energy. What is that presence she has? Okay, well, I would still say. And what would she be telling you at thirty-five? What would forty-year-old me be telling me at thirty-five? To be ready for over the next five years okay, of your okay, life. Okay, okay, okay. Understand. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so she would still be warm and welcoming and inviting and calm, I think, mm-hmm. and just peaceful, just seemingly happy. What advice would she tell you on how to be prepared for what's to come over the next five years of your life? To just, to be, that's what I've been saying the whole time, be present, feel it all, experience it all, take it all in, and savor these moments. I'm really thinking about my kids because my oldest is almost 10 and it just goes by so fast. So in five years, I mean, I'm, you know, he's going to be 15 almost. So just to, to really enjoy these moments with them, mm. because I know as soon as they're out of the house, I'm going to be a mess. Really? Yeah. And I mean, listen, there's days where I'm like, oh my, I need today to be over. You guys are driving me nuts, you know, but it's, yeah, overall I look back and I'm like, how is my oldest 10? It's insane like to me. This, huh? So fast. Long days, insanely quick years. You know, that's kind of how it is. But yeah, so I just want to, I just want to take in these years, you know, while they still love me and want to snuggle with me and all, you know. <laughs> Watch movies with yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just, I want it all with them. What's the greatest lessons your kids have taught you? They have really inspired me to work through my shit, you know, to be the best self that I can be so that I can be the best mom to them because I want to be operating from my highest self so that I can really show up for them. And obviously I'm not perfect. You know, we all have our things and I'm sure in 20 years they'll say I messed them up in some way, (laughs) but, but I want to, I want to give it my best shot. And so, um, that's obviously they've taught me about patience and I think just being able to really look in the mirror and, and look at myself to figure out what things I need to work on. Yeah. What are the things you still need to work on? Or insecurities or doubts that are, you think? I have a really hard time trusting people, but I, I don't know how you really work on that necessarily. I think mm. being in the entertainment business, that offers its own challenges with trust. But I was like that before. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> before 16, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've kind of always been like that. Uh-huh. But I guess maybe with men is really what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And so um, like in relationship with men is 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 that trust. And so... I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm dating in a general sense mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to figure that out right now. It's hard to open your heart sometimes. Yeah, it is. And fully trust someone's You don't know what words. someone's intentions are and, you know, yeah, so that's, it's challenging. That's what I was telling you before that when I started, uh, you know, hanging out with my, my girlfriend, I was like, I'm going to be, a, I told her I'm going to be a hundred percent authentic to who I am. I'm not changing for you. I'm going to, I'm going to grow and improve for me yeah. and for my mission, but I'm not going to change to try to make you happy. So if you don't accept me and I don't accept you, then we shouldn't be together. Exactly. That's how it should be. That's and, how dating should and be. I, and I was like, and once I got to know her and hear the words that come out of her mouth and watch her actions and behaviors match that, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I started to build the trust and started to have the trust for her. And I think it's learning for me, I'll speak for myself, it's learning how to create agreements and boundaries in place yeah. and not... Um, allowing things to pass. If someone breaks their word consistently, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, without any mending, without any apology or 
yeah. anything like that, then it's, it's challenging. So I think it's, so, it's so great. I think it's important to have our hearts fully open, but also we can create brown boundaries. We don't have to think move forward. That's the key. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, just being okay if things don't work out too, Absolutely. that's a great place to be in where it's like, listen, if it doesn't work out, it's all good. Like okay. we're just weren't meant to be. And exactly. that's okay. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you're inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely it's definitely possible. But I think um, you know, for me, I just had to do a lot of the healing work to know that I could walk away mm-hmm. if and be okay. Yeah, and not abandon myself. Exactly. And I think a lot of it is like learning to not abandon ourselves yeah. in relationships, just because we don't want it to fail. Exactly. We don't want to not make it hurt someone. Yeah, it's so true. But it sounds like you were really good earlier in your life at saying peace and like yeah. hurting the guys. <laughs> You're like the- I still am, but I mean, <laughs> no, but I, no, I mean, I think before I didn't, I had no empathy really for other people. It was more just about me. The world revolved around me where now I don't want to actually hurt anybody. That's not my mission. You yeah. know, before, like when I was younger, you know, early twenties and teens, it was, if I can hurt you, it'll prevent me from getting hurt. Really? That was sort of my mentality. Man. I know it's messed up. <laughs> Cool, man. Yeah, I'm so I'm not like I'm that anymore. I'm glad I didn't meet you back then. Jeez. I know. So I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> that's good. You're a but, kind human being. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Jeez. I have more compassion in my life. <laughs> what's What's the thing that you are most proud of about yourself that most people don't know about you? That's not on a TV show. That's not in public. But yeah. maybe it's something small or something big, but no one knows about. No one? Or I mean, like very my, few. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say I have that I'm very normal. Like I'm very down to earth and normal. And I'm not just saying that, but like, that's what my friends tell me and people who meet me. I've, I've allowed the entertainment world to not be my life. Mm. I look at it almost as fantasy land. To me, this is not real world. It's just not. And it's because I didn't grow up in all of this. I mean, obviously it fell into my lap at 17, but Mm -hmm. I grew up in Chicago and Colorado. And so I, I live a very normal life and I'm a homebody and I just kind of like to yeah, kick you, it. You got a lot I, yeah. of land, you got a lot of, yeah, you're like on, a, my, you're I, on a farm or something? I mean, or no? sort of, I have chickens and yeah, yeah. beehives and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, and my kids have go-karts and they run and you know, drive around and it's, yeah. yeah, but so my life is not this glamorous, dramatic, you know, crazy life. It's very normal and I'm, I'm thankful for that. And I am, I'm proud that I didn't let any of this stuff um, change me or or mm-hmm. make me somebody that I don't want to be, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's inspiring. Is there any question you wish more people would ask you that they don't ask you? Well, it seems like all anyone ever cares about is my dating life. <laughs> so if they I, wanted to ask me I anything could, other than that. I could care, I could care less about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm more which curious, I appreciate. I'm more curious <laughs> about like you learning what you've learned about yourself in this process and the person you've become and the challenges you've overcome whether it's in dating or business or anything, yeah. but it's not about yeah, who I mean, are you dating? I yeah, can tell I know. I guess it's more about, I wish people would ask, you know, like what makes you happy? Like, what are you mm. doing that fuels you? Like that kind of stuff mm. instead of well, just, what are those? Answers? Yeah. What are those things? <laughs> God, great question. Um, I mean, honestly, I love cooking. I find it to be so therapeutic. Yeah. I love hiking. I love being outside. Mm-hmm. I love just spending time with the people I love. You know, my yeah. kids, my best friends. I love traveling. I was just in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. It's beautiful. It was amazing there. with on the th- lake. Yes, it's incredible. It's beautiful. There. And I went with three girlfriends that I've been friends with for eighteen years. Wow. And we just had the time of our lives. Like that. We hiked. Went to a farmers market. Oh, that man. to me is that's what life's about. That little town right there. It's, it's amazing. So nice. The lake. Oh, and the that, trees. we're gonna make that our annual trip. I loved it. It's incredible. Yeah. 
Well, well, Kristen, I'm really grateful to connect with you and meet you and just to learn more about you from, from a, a real-world perspective, yeah. not, <laughs> not the real world on TV. <laughs> um, and I've got a couple of final questions for you. Before I ask them, I want okay. to have people follow you and support you. You're Kristen Cavallari on Instagram uh, and all over social media, also Uncommon James. Uh, they can learn more about your skincare line there, your jewelry collection, which I'm going to get some for my girlfriend. Love so it. <laughs> I'm going to make that happen. And also you get the podcast. So when's yeah. the podcast dropping? Yeah, so that comes out July 12th. That is um, Back to the Beach with Stephen and Kristen, and it's a Laguna Beach Rewatch podcast. So if you're 35 to 40, <laughs> this is the podcast for yeah. you to relive your high school yeah. and college years. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a trip, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that comes out, wait, when is it coming July out? July 12th. July 12th yeah. is coming out. It's a, how many episodes? So we did 40, so the seasons one and two. Wow. Um, and then a couple of filler episodes, interviewing people and whatnot. But yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Do you guys talk about lessons or is it more just kind of like... It's the, everything. Really? It's, yep, it's light and fun. We also get deep at times. Mm. It's therapeutic. We have people come on. It's, you know, yeah, it, we really cover a lot of ground. Wow. It's been, it's been really fun. I'm really happy that That's I did cool. it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So we can, we can follow you on your social media. We can check out Uncommon James and follow there, and we'll learn more about. You'll be promoting that when it comes out, so if they're following yes, you, yes, they'll they get will access see. to that. Yeah. Anything else we can do to support you today? No, I mean, this has been great. I really This has one, been one of my favorite interviews, so thank you. That's good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, this is a question I ask everyone at the end. It's called The Three Truths. I think they might have prepped you on this before. Imagine it, it is your last day on Earth. Okay. You get to live as old as you want to live. Okay. Um, and you get to live the life of your dreams. Everything you want comes true. But for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your conversations, your work, your your message, it's got to go somewhere else. But you get to leave behind three lessons to the world, three things you know to be true. And this is all we would have to remember you by. What would be those three truths for you? Okay. And now I'm kind of wishing I said some of this for the lessons <laughs> I would give my kids, but it's all good. It's all good. Okay, so... The first one would be, we're only given as much as we can handle. Mm. I truly believe there is nothing we will go through in life that we're not capable of. Yeah. That's one. Two, stay curious. Uh-huh. And three, which I've been saying, is that you can't please everyone, so you got to live your life for you. Yeah, those are powerful. And I think you being on TV at a, you know, for a long time, you probably learned that at that, you know, from yeah, 16, 17 until now that you... If you do that, you're going to be miserable. Exactly. It's going to be exhausting, draining. Yeah, you can't please everybody. Yeah. So really learning a practice on how to manage that internally and not not deal with that stress. Mm-hmm. Kristen, I want to acknowledge you. It's really been a pleasure to connect with you Thank and learn you. about your story uh, in, a, in a more vulnerable, open way that I think most people don't hear about from you and the shorter, you know, yeah. celebrity news stuff that you're in typically. So I really acknowledge you for, I mean... Anyone going through a breakup, anyone building a business, all these things are challenging. Anyone having three kids, all these things are challenging things in life, but it can also be beautiful moments of transformation Absolutely. in each area of life. So I really acknowledge you for being vulnerable, for hmm. feeling the wide range of emotions that you're feeling and not shying away from them and not stuffing them. Thank you. I acknowledge you for processing it. I acknowledge you for doing your best to be a light and lift others up around you. Uh, I, I acknowledge you for being open about different challenges you still have and knowing that you're you're a human being on the journey. Yeah. So congratulations. I acknowledge you. Thanks. And my final question is what's your definition of greatness? So my definition of greatness is 
is one, I've also kind of said this, but not comparing yourself to others and just being the best to your ability. Yeah. So whatever that means to you. Kristen, thanks so much. Appreciate Thank you. you. Appreciate it. so fun. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. So share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.